Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Lamar Jackson's recent activity on Twitter is giving the Ravens fan base a bit of a panic attack, making them question if he'll be in a Ravens jersey long term. We'll explain what happened. Yeah, but Sarah, no matter what, Jackson will be in Baltimore for 2022, and now ESPN's Dan Orlovsky is predicting that number eight will, quote, flame the NFL and become league MVP for the second time. I'm Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It is Tuesday, August 30th, and this is your Morning Ravens Vault. So Ronnie Stanley surprised some by not being at practice Monday after being activated off the PUP list. John Harbaugh explained why. Plus, Tony Jefferson was cut ahead of the Ravens' 53-man roster cutdowns, but could he return later in the week? We have all of that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with a Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in just 15 minutes. So Lamar Jackson has the Ravens fan base close to a collective meltdown, if you will, with his recent activity on Twitter. Sarah, can you bring us up to speed? I can, but it is at the risk of creating a full-on panic attack. So I'll just begin by giving the basic facts. It all started a little while after the Ravens finished up on the practice field Monday afternoon. And Lamar Jackson responded to a tweet that claimed the Ravens already offered him $250 million in guaranteed money and that he wanted more than that. But Jackson responded to that, but with his own tweet saying, no, they didn't. Yeah, and Sarah, just to put that number in perspective for listeners, the highest amount of guaranteed money for anyone in the league is $230 million for Deshaun Watson. The next in line is Kyler Murray at $160 million, so $250 would be nearly $100 million more than Murray and $20 million more than Watson, which some believe is an outlier deal given by a desperate franchise in the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I would be one of those believers, by the way. Right, and so... The new market raised by $20 million, that would be a lot. But just to be clear, Jackson didn't reveal if $250 million is the number that he's asking for. He just said the Ravens didn't offer it. All right, so then what happened next? So less than an hour later, Jackson liked a tweet from someone who invited him to the Miami Dolphins and said he could win a Lombardi trophy there. The post included a photoshopped image of Jackson wearing a Dolphins jersey. So just to be clear, Sarah, Jackson only liked the tweet. Was that it? Yep, that's correct. 
And how was that received by Ravens Twitter? Uh, well, there was a wide range of reactions. There were some fans who went into immediate mourning, Bobby. They were feeling like Jackson was going to leave Baltimore. A few of them jokingly started a GoFundMe account for $250 million. At least I think it was a joke. Uh, others started making plans for the next Ravens QB Some got upset at anyone on Twitter for even noting Jackson liked the tweet, saying it was being used as clickbait. Then there's another group who believes Jackson's responses were a negotiating tactic, which is not unlike what other players have been doing recently. And then finally, there's a swath of fans that believe Jackson is just trolling all of us and enjoying the meltdowns. So, in summary, Bobby, Ravens Twitter was in shambles by Monday evening. Well, to be fair, if Jackson is indeed trolling, some of these reactions have been quite entertaining, but Sarah, what's your take on it? Yeah, honestly, Bobby, I don't try to read Lamar Jackson's mind. He's usually so private that it's hard to get a good read on him. But I do feel like players use social media more and more these days to express their feelings about business dealings. So some examples include Marquise Brown, Kyler Murray, and Orlando Brown. We all remember the I am a left tackle tweet from Orlando. So while I don't think it's worth overreacting, right, to Jackson simply liking a tweet, I do think it's at least noteworthy, and I wouldn't use it as a sign that a deal with the Ravens is imminent. Okay, well then let's not overreact. Until we know more, let's focus on the fact that Jackson is under contract for 2022 and certainly primed for a comeback season after finishing on IR last season with that ankle injury. Right, and if you're asking ESPN's Dan Orlovsky, Jackson won't have just any kind of comeback season. He's predicting that the Ravens quarterback will be named league MVP for the second time of his career. I think Lamar Jackson is going to absolutely flame the NFL this year. They added Tyler Linderbaum at center. Lamar's finally healthy off of that injury last year. Rashad Bateman in year two. They got three tight ends in Mark Andrews, Nick Boyle, and Isaiah Likely, who's a rookie for them, that are going to play awesome football. That's the strength when Lamar is at his best with those multiple tight ends in the field. I think he's going to have an even better performance than he did in his 2019 MVP season. Yeah, that's interesting there from a very respected analyst uh, on ESPN. Orlovsky doesn't just think Jack Jackson will be named MVP, but he also seems to think he'll actually outproduce his 2019 season. And Sarah, for all of us who watched 2019 up close and personal, we all know recreating that would be downright special. Right. I would say get your popcorn out. But one other prediction from Orlovsky. If Jackson the Ravens don't come to a deal before the season, he thinks both sides are so focused and they've been so professional that it won't affect their performance on the field. Take a listen. I don't think this has any negative impact on that organization. The way they are run, top to bottom, their head coach, and who the quarterback is, it has zero negative impact on them. And still to come here on The Vault, Ronnie Stanley didn't practice Monday despite being activated off the PUP list Friday. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will 
last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, Bobby, it is safe to say a lot of us have been on the Ronnie watch since Baltimore's all-pro left tackle was activated from the PUP list on Friday. Do we know if he practiced Monday? Yeah, Sarah, he did not practice Monday, and John Harbaugh confirmed that during his media availability. Yeah, he didn't come out today. Uh, we'll be looking for maybe tomorrow. It's just they, they have a plan in there, and they're kind of working him back in. So uh, when, he, when he's out there, an individual will start coaching him. All right, Sarah, let's get into the weeds a bit here. Remember when Harbaugh recently said that an ideal ramp-up period for Stanley and other PUP guys would be three weeks or so? Well, as of today... Tuesday the 30th, we are 12 days out from week one of the regular season. That timeline, that's starting to feel a little tight. Yeah, obviously Harbaugh is going to be tight-lipped about their plans in place for Stanley, but Bobby, do you have a gut feeling? Does he wind up being available or unavailable week one in the Meadowlands? Sarah, my gut's asking me why the rush. As we chatted about in our instant reaction episode on Friday, Stanley felt like he returned prematurely last year, week one in Vegas, and we all know he had to shut it down for the entire season not long after as a result. My gut's telling me that Stanley won't be ready by September 11th, and that's okay. The NFL season is a marathon, not a sprint, especially for the big boys in the trenches. Yeah, well said, but what other notes from Monday's practice are worth sharing? So guard Ben Cleveland returned after missing all of last week, and rookie cornerback Jalen Armour Davis was back in action after a head injury sidelined him nearly two weeks. Harbaugh also had this to say about outside linebacker Tyus Bowser, who was recently placed on the reserve PUP, meaning he's going to miss at least the first four weeks of this season. I feel really good about his rehab. I've seen him. I've seen him rehab. I've seen him move. I've seen how strong he looks. He looks really good. You know, part of that is how the player feels. You know, just being straight up, straight as I can be with it. You know, he's got to feel right. We're not going to put a player out there until he feels right. He's confident and all that kind of thing. So, but as far as all the measurables, he looks really good, and I'm confident that when he comes back, he's going to have a great year. So Sarah, as expected, Ravens safety Tony Jefferson was released by the Ravens on Monday, that according to Adam Schefter. But it was also expected that in a handshake agreement, Jefferson would be brought back a few days later while the Ravens do roster gymnastics with some of the players on IR. Do you still feel this is the case? Yeah, that is still a possibility, Bobby, but it is not guaranteed. Now, as I mentioned in our 53-man predictions episode Monday, which ch go and check that out if you haven't already, I said I thought it was a distinct possibility that the Ravens would offer Jefferson a practice squad position rather than an active roster spot. And Jeff Zrebeck reported that it was indeed that, that they offered him a practice squad spot. So, yes, Jefferson could accept that deal, but if another team comes along and offers him an active roster spot elsewhere, he may choose that instead. So if he did go to the practice squad, would that mean he won't play during the season? No, not necessarily. Remember, last year the Ravens cut two veterans. There was Anthony Levine and Justin Ellis. Both went on to play in all 17 regular season games. Like I said, it was just part of the roster gymnastics. So now if Jefferson went to the practice squad, he may not play in 17 games like those other two guys. Be just because of the depth at safety, but it doesn't mean he'd be stuck there the whole season either. Has Jefferson reacted to the news yet? 
Yeah, he simply tweeted out a gif on Twitter of a boy crying right after Schefter reported he was cut. I think he was just showing a sentiment that if this is over in Baltimore, you know, that would make him sad. And a lot of the Ravens fans feel the same way. So that tweet cast a little doubt about his return. Uh, But it wouldn't be surprising if he got offers elsewhere. So we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, and Sarah, matter of fact, as we're currently taping this episode on Monday night, Tony Jefferson recently tweeted out within the last few minutes or so a photo of him in a Ravens uniform, and the caption was, Best is yet to come. Believe me, it's all love. I promise. 100 emoji. Hashtag no hard feelings. So for whatever that's worth, that was just posted to Twitter. One more thing, though, Sarah, you had expressed some waning confidence in the Ravens' running back room given their lack of yards per carry during the preseason. A reporter did muster up the courage to ask Harbaugh if he was concerned on Monday, and I gotta wonder, did he agree with you? Nope, <laughs> no, he did not. Not to not not that I'm surprised by that. He's he's gonna be confident in his entire team as he should as the head coach. And to be fair, while I'm still not super confident, at least in the early part of the season, the Ravens weren't showing anything exotic in the run game during the preseason, so that opponents could use it to study them. Plus, when Jackson gets out there with the starting offensive line and perhaps J.K. Dobbins, things will no doubtedly get better. But here's what Harbaugh had to say about it. That's not a concern at all. You, you work on you work on things you want to work on. You're watching things that you want to see. You know, we, we practice our run game every single day, uh, and we'll, we'll expect to go out there and execute it very well. And before we jump, some other quick news items you need to know, beginning with Michigan football head coach Jim Harbaugh going on the Inside Michigan radio show Monday night. Really exciting news, too. My, my brother John says, Josh is going to make the team. And I, I, I meant to tell the, the team that today. It's, uh, he was doing great. John really thought he would make the 53. They've got a record at the, at the Ravens, 18, 19 years of an, of an undrafted player making the team. He thought that Josh's special teams ability, but his linebacker ability is, is what's really, I mean, there's just kind of a godsend for him to, to get a player like that to, to make the team in a position they really needed it. And what separated him from the beginning was his special teams play, that he'd been, a, been in a pro punt system. That not many, there was a huge advantage for him yeah. to be in a pro punt system like he was here at Michigan, the way, the way Jay had, had taught him and... Uh, and then it was second nature to him when he got to the Ravens. That gave him a, a big jump, and then he and he just played his way into making the team. So that's uh, looks looks great for Josh Ross. All cuts have to be made league wide by 4 p.m. Eastern today. So this remains unconfirmed, but we will be watching this one closely. In other news, Jim's brother John spoke about the significance of opening up the 2022 season on September 11th in New York. We're going to be in a very hostile environment. It's not going to be anything like what we had at home in a preseason game. It's going to be September 11th, 9-11, in New York. You know, God bless all the first responders and all, all, all the brave souls from 9-11. I was in my office getting ready to play. We ended up playing the Seahawks the next week out there. I think we're getting ready to play the Giants. You can go back and check the Eagles' schedule on that to make sure. One of our, our, our Carol Cullen comes in, who was Andy's administrative assistant. She says, turn the TV on. Turn the TV on, there's a hole in one of the buildings, right? What happened? Plane flew in. I'm thinking a little plane flew in, right? You know what I mean? And I'm watching it, and just as I'm watching it, the second plane flies into the other tower. You know? And then you knew the world had changed. You didn't know what you knew, but you went like, this isn't, this isn't normal, you know? 
I bet everybody here can say where they were when that happened, right? So to be playing in New York on 9-11 is going to be quite an honor. And elsewhere, Washington Commanders rookie running back Brian Robinson is in stable condition after being victim to an attempted robbery Sunday night. Robinson was shot in the glute and lower leg, but both wounds are non-life-threatening. And Sarah, not that this is even important right now given the severity of these injuries, but Robinson has not been ruled out for playing at some point this season, so certainly crossing our fingers on a number of levels. Well, all right. Thank you for listening to the Morning Ravens Vaults. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you've been enjoying our content, please consider subscribing leaving a five-star rating, and even sharing it with a friend. We're also accepting feedback from you. Hit us up via email at BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. Yeah, that's all the time we've got today, but we will be back Wednesday morning with the Ravens news you need to know. And by the way, be sure to check out our recent conversation with Ravens rookie cornerback Demarion Pepe Williams if you haven't already. And as always, you've been listening to the Ravens Vault. <laughs>